all of us. Everyone at the state's academic medical center. All working together to deliver complete care now and for generations to come. All over the state, including hospital and clinic locations from the Delta to the Gulf Coast. All for one reason. You. The University of Mississippi Medical Center. All for your health. You're listening to a podcast of Relatively Speaking on MPB Think Radio. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Good morning. This is Relatively Speaking, and it's the show all about you and your family. Hi, I'm Dr. Susan Buttress, Professor of Pediatrics at the University of Mississippi Medical Center, and I'm so happy to be here with you today. So you may think that you're in control of your own thoughts, but we may not be in control as much as we think. We as human beings have such a predilection to imitate each other's behavior. We profess beliefs and act in ways that we probably would never have otherwise done independently. That's called mob mentality. And it's been studied quite a bit. Today we'll be talking about how mob mentality, that's M-O-B, affects your life. Social psychology um, has, has really looked at this. Um, social psychology is a study of how we think about um, things, how we are influenced and how we relate to others. And like I said, we're social beings. So most of us communicate with others every single day. Maybe if not face-to-face, we're doing it online um, through our many, many social media platforms and then face-to-face. And so research really has shown us that we don't have as much control over our own thoughts and behavior as we think. We take cues from our environment, especially, especially from other people, especially from other people that we admire or feel like they are like us. So I do want to get into this because I think it's such an interesting um, bit of information. And now with all the, the many social platforms that we have, it's, you're, you're able to get information to help support um, what you think and where you go. Before we get into that, though, I, I felt the need after hearing about a couple of instances about COVID-19, I felt the need to bring this out. And I'm, I'm sure um, other, other of our Southern Remedy providers will, will talk about this, too. But um, let me just say that in, right now, with everybody talking about COVID-19 all the time, I'm very, very concerned that we will be missing other things, other medical illnesses, other potentially very dangerous health issues that we might be missing. And I'm going to give you a couple of examples about that that have happened, not necessarily in this state, but um, in, in our country, 
And I'm sure some of these cases uh, may have similarities, as I mentioned them, um, even in our state. So there was an individual fairly recently who became ill with belly pain. And he, he went to the doctor and the doctor um, thought it was COVID, tested that person for COVID and sent that person home. COVID was negative, went back negative again, um, ended up that individual had appendicitis. Um, not good. Don't want to delay the diagnosis of that. Um, here's another one tested for COVID. Um, a child with an illness tested for COVID, COVID negative, had a sore throat, had congestion, well, ended up having strep throat, okay? Um, an individual stayed at home because um, she was certain she had COVID, had a cough, felt bad, had a low-grade fever, um, stayed home because she didn't feel the need to get tested for COVID. She would just stay home. She waited a week, ended up deathly ill, and ended up having bacterial pneumonia, not the viral pneumonia from COVID. And she was COVID negative. These are instances that are happening as I, as, as I speak. So I want to implore anyone who is listening out there to remember, remember, you might have a, a case you want to call in and tell us about and feel free to do that. But remember, everything is not COVID. Um, a lot of it is because it's very contagious, but everything is not. So it's very important to make sure that you Think about what symptoms you have if you're feeling ill. Make sure they get checked out appropriately. And if you feel like your medical provider is not listening to you and perhaps following up and checking to make sure that what you have has is, is not something other than COVID, then get a second opinion. Uh, so enough of that. Michelle, I just, I, I, Michelle and I talked about uh, the fact that I felt the need to bring this up um, on, on um, relatively speaking, just because I've heard so many cases as of late. So feel free to call if you want to, to tell us about something about that too. And you can call one eight seven seven NPB ring. That's eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. You can send an email to family at mpbonline dot org. So let's move into though. I think another topic that I really wanted to cover because I feel like it is so so very timely uh, today, and that is. The, the mob mentality piece. Um, like I said, research shows that, that we really don't have as much control over our thoughts and behaviors as we think. We are so influenced. And I'm going to give you many examples as, as we move along. But I do want to tell you about one, um, one study uh, that I thought was very, very interesting. 
It was done by a couple of French psychologists, and this is why they they chose what they did. It was a, a study done in France. And the participants were asked some questions. First, the questions were about their opinion of the French president. And then secondly, they were asked about their attitude toward Americans. They were then asked um, to discuss each topic as a group. So first, they were interviewed independent of anybody else being around. Then they were put in the group where they were supposed to to, um, discuss their opinions. So what happened? is if those in the group started with sort of a loose consensus um, about their opinion about the French president or the Americans, um, things changed. For example, participants who were slightly favorable about the French president then their attitudes magnified as group members spoke with one another about how they really liked him and why they liked him. And and all of a sudden, within the group, the consensus of popularity increased significantly. Um, In that same group, they were slightly negative in attitude about Americans. But... (laughs) As they talked about, oh, this American did that, or they did this, or behaved this way, their attitudes intensifies as everybody sort of did a pile on. So um, the attitude toward Americans became much more negative when you had the group together than when they were independent of each other. And so the researchers said, well, group consensus seems to change attitude into a more extreme position. So when we see maybe a little uncertainty in our opinions reflected back to us and amplified, our beliefs strengthen. Interesting, right? So I'm curious, do you think that 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 you've been influenced in such a way, listeners. How do you determine that something is good or right? Is it all your moral values? And do you ever see that your moral values are perhaps influenced when you're around someone? Do you think you're more influenced by somebody you respect or something you read or something you saw? And and how true, think about this, How true are your actions to your true beliefs? Have you ever allowed yourself to join a crowd about an issue and later maybe had some regrets or second thoughts, maybe thought that, wow, um, I was really mean. Or, gosh, should I really have done that or said that? What made me do that? If other people do it, does that mean it's right? Well, we know that's not true, but think about how you can be influenced, particularly when there is somebody that you respect who is perhaps moving toward something that maybe you were a little bit uncertain of, and now they're changing your mind. 
just some questions I want to throw out. Um, you know, the psychology has looked at this over and over again, and there was a, another social researcher who who looked into this. And I, I want to give you right before our next our first break, I want to um, tell you about this researcher and and um, see what your answer might be. Okay, so this this guy is Saldidi. Um, and he looked at the psychology of persuasion. And so he was looking at whether the question is um, what to do with very simple things like an empty popcorn box in a movie or how fast you go in a stretch of highway or whatever. And so he took these principles and... Um, looked at a case in Arizona's Petrified Forest National Park. Visitors would arrive at the park and they um, would learn of some past um, vandalism and thievery from signs that were prominently placed at Pathways. And it, the sign said, your heritage is being vandalized every day by theft losses of petrified wood of 14 tons a year mostly one small piece at a time. So what he did is he removed the sign from, some, from one particular pathway to the park and left the sign in another pathway to the park. Guess which path had more vandalism? The path with the sign or the path without the sign? Think about it. When we come back, we'll talk about that and a lot more. This is Relatively Speaking, and we're going to take our first break. Give us a call. I want to hear what you think. Which path had more vandalism, the one with the sign or without? one mpb ring That's 877-672-7464. You can send an email to family at mpbonline.org. This is Relatively Speaking. We'll be right back. Dr. Jimmy Stewart, Professor of Internal Medicine and Pediatrics at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. On the original Southern Remedy, we answer questions about all aspects of your health and share some of the latest medical information in the news. You can listen to the show on Wednesdays at 11 on MPB Think Radio, or you can subscribe to the podcast by searching for Southern Remedy on your preferred podcasting app. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Welcome back. This is Relatively Speaking, and I'm so happy you're listening to us this morning. All right, so we, we talked about um, which path had more vandalism uh, in the petrified forest. The one that talked about how it was being vandalized or the one without the sign. Now, I understand we have our first caller, Sue from Beaumont. Sue, do you have a comment about that? 
vandalism. Other people vandalize because it's like herd mentality. Like if somebody else has done it and got away with it, why shouldn't I? Yeah. I think I didn't hear your very first part of your comment, but I believe your answer is very correct. Um, you So you're saying it's the one with the sign that talked about. Not vandalizing. Right, right. But other people and do that, it because they think, well, other people have done it. Why shouldn't I? And, you know, it doesn't make any difference now. So it's like herd mentality. If somebody else does it, I can do it too. Yeah, and get away with it. And that's exactly that's exactly what happened, that um, the visitors appeared to interpret the sign's message as permission, mm-hmm. or that it was perhaps normal, because they talked about the, the thousands of people who vandalized. Um, so it, it put it more in the normal area. And and you may remember listeners and and Sue, I think you were listening during one of these shows when we talk about littering, the same thing happens. Mm-hmm. You know, if there is an area with trash um in the road, it appears that people tend to throw trash in that area where there's already a lot of trash. Um not great behavior, but but why do we do it? It seems that that we have seem to take that as permission that if others do it, it's okay. Um, Sue, thanks for calling in and weighing in. Do you have any other comments before we move on? Well, <laughs> well, no. I, I, I was just thinking, as as a retired senior that's on the way out, you know, about. But now I won't. I, today is not time to talk about it. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah, I can hear you. When people say, what is the meaning of life? Why are we here? Uh, I figured that out, too. The meaning of life is to replicate yourself, to procreate, and that's it. That's all nature and God or anybody expects out of human beings. And anything on earth is just to reproduce yourself. That's it. Oh, I don't know about that, Sue. Um, and, And like you said, this is probably not the platform to to go off in the weeds on that one but (laughs) I think maybe more than that hopefully is to do something good there are a lot of people who did not have children have not had children but have created enormous things to our society so I want us to be careful about thinking that if you don't procreate then you don't you can't be a contributor that's another whole topic Sue that might be something good to talk about one day, though. <laughs> okay, listeners, let's let's get back to what what I, I hope we can talk about is why do others influence influence us so much? Um, we know others affect our behavior. You know, we've talked about not just the bystanders um, on bullying, but people who, who truly join, join a mob, literally join and do things that they would not otherwise do. Um, is, it, is it because it's easier when there's a crowd? It's easier to step out and do, do things? Um, I want to talk about that a little bit. But I'd like to hear from you and, and what your thoughts are. And, 
And where have you been? Do you think sometimes it gives us more courage to do good things? Um, And, you know, when we say mob mentality, it sounds like it's all bad, all negative. And, you know, there have been some mobs that we have been hearing about in the media a lot in the last year, right? Um, And on both sides. Um, So I'm not talking about always negative. There might be that, quote, mob mentality when some positive could happen. And, and I'd like to hear from you about that. And you can give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's 877-672-7464 to, to join the conversation. Um, I want to tell you about another sort of piece of information that might help us think through this. Um, again, study of psychology and, and philosophy has Uh, has looked at certain um, areas of decision-making as a heuristic or a mental shortcut. So um, there's so much happening around us all the time that sometimes we take what's called mental shortcuts, okay? And so um, that makes life easier for us. And there is a, a philosopher who talked a lot or a psychologist who talked a lot about that and how adver- advertisers, you know, people in ad agencies use those mental shortcuts that we all use to persuade us that a product is good, right? So how do you determine that something is good or right? I've thrown that out to you before. Um, what influences you the most? Do you think when you are looking at buying a product, what do you do first? What do you look at nowadays with our, if you're buying something, particularly if you're buying it online, but even if you walk into a store and you're not sure if a product is good, what do you do to first look, look at whether or not that is? I'm going to leave that question open and I'm going to go back to the phones. We have Louise from Mobile. Hi, Louise. Thanks for calling. Sure. It's fun. Um, my opinion. You want my opinion? Absolutely. Um, that, that mentality is looking for acceptance a lot of times. Not all the time, but I think many, many times it's acceptance. Whatever somebody does and I think it's wonderful I want to do it too so I will be accepted like that person so I think that's what's motivating a lot of copycats yeah you're absolutely Louise you're you're bringing up a point that that many psychologists have have agreed on and that is because we are such social beings that we want to be a part of a group And if you are an outlier of opinion, then you may not be part of that group. And so um, that sort of leads to, and and I don't want this to become a talk about politics in any way or or any specific topic, but to to try to be more general about it. And, And that is why I think some people have had great difficulty in our world today because there does seem to be a mob mentality 
that is is growing on you know on many <laughs> on on many sides. You can, you can so, look at little children. I mean, babies. They 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 know that you will hug them if they smile. You know, they even. I'm I'm not even talking about the mosque in Washington. It's just a, a born need is to be accepted by something or somebody. Absolutely. And, and that's okay. That's good. And that, that helps us have support um, as long as it doesn't divert us from our, our own moral um, good judgment and good, good behavior. But you're, you're absolutely right, uh, Louise. We're social beings. And, and so that is one of those issues that that continues to reinforce why we want to be in a group. So, and, and, oh gosh, I love talking about the babies and um, there's a still face um, piece that we'll have to talk about sometime. Babies get very upset if you don't look at them and smile back. They want you to be there with them. So, Louise, thanks for that call. Let's stay on the phone. Uh, we have Jody from Clinton. Hi, Jody. Hi, Louise. Just did she just did what I was going to say? Uh, we seek acceptance, yeah. and uh, sometimes we have to bend our beliefs and values if we're going to be part of the group. And um, she covered it just perfectly. So yeah. uh, I think a lot of of the actions we're seeing is to be part of the group. I would recommend um, it's a book and a wonderful play it was on New Stage, and it's a movie called Best of Enemies. And it uh-huh. even you know, are you familiar? Yeah, with it? yeah. Oh, it this Stillman who they interview at the end. He says the day he was was taken into the clan, and and he it was just he was somebody. He was he was. Um, recognized, um, and of course he changed his ways, but he he doesn't uh, forget that feeling of being a part of something, you know, a group. So mm-hmm. um, anyway, he decided it wasn't for him later. <laughs> Thank you for all your your conversations. They're mind uh, broadening. <laughs> Oh, thank you, Jody. I I love talking about this kind of stuff. And you you are right. So so that man, yes, that was excellent. And and I haven't read the whole book, but I I, I understand it's very good. And and um, about an individual who ended up in the clan, knowing that that was not the right way to be, but yet he did it, and and um, and felt empowered by it for a while until he mended his way. So, all right. Great. Never went along with it, which is interesting. <laughs> she didn't, she said, oh, this is like he's going to a sports club or something, you know, but I'm not part of that. And it's kind of, I thought that was kind of a neat twist. But uh-huh. I, um, anyway, more callers. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Jody, so much for that Surely. call. That's a, yeah. And so I think you, you and Louise both said it well, that, that it's just, um, even when it's against your moral values, sometimes you go there, whether you should or not. All right, we're going to go to our next break, but 
we have Rachel and George. Um, hang on, and we'll be right back. We're talking about modernity and why we do it, and where might there be benefits from it. Join in the conversation. One eight seven seven MPB ring. That's eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. You can send an email to family at mpbonline.org. This is Relatively Speaking. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress. We'll be right back. I'm Dr. Josie Bidwell, host of Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit. Each week, we talk about ways that you can maintain a healthy lifestyle. You can subscribe to the podcast by searching for Southern Remedy on your favorite podcasting app. I'm Professor Richard Gershon from the University of Mississippi School of Law, host of In Legal Terms. If you're enjoying this podcast, I encourage you to listen to In Legal Terms, the show about you and your rights. We find interesting legal topics to bring to you and let you know how the law affects you. Find In Legal Terms on any podcasting platform on your smart device or on our website, inlegalterms.mpbonline.org. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Welcome back and thanks for listening. Today we're talking about the herd mentality or uh, mob mentality. And, and do we do it all the time? Do we allow ourselves? How hard is it to stay out of the mob mentality when it's a negative thing? Um, but perhaps sometimes it can be a positive thing. Um, so we'll keep talking about how, how we use that. How true are your actions to your true beliefs? Or how much are you influenced? That's our question today. Let's go back to the phones. Rachel has been patient with us. Hi, Rachel from Starkville. Hi. How are you doing, Dr. Susan? Doing so, great. I have... Um, a thought that it is important to, um, when you're making up your mind about a particular subject, um, that the news is talking about, it's important to watch more or listen to more than one source of news. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a, uh, Mississippi public radio member that's uh, who I primarily get my news from but sometimes I like to uh, look around and listen to what other news sources are saying uh, before I make up my mind about a particular subject. Um, Also I wanted to comment that I think it's very important for us to control our emotions Uh, When we start getting emotional about something, sometimes that's when reason goes out the window. And so it's important to uh, reflect before we react. Wow, Rachel, two two great, great comments. And, and, you know, the, the controlling the emotion piece. I love your idea, too, though. And... And I wonder how many people out there allow themselves 
to go to other media platforms that perhaps don't always have their view, um, because we do all, and I'm guilty of it too, all tend to migrate toward like-minded platforms where you're going to hear more of what you believe. And the honest truth is, gone are the days of Walter Cronkite-type news, right? Um, We rarely hear completely unbiased reporting. And that is difficult. I think NPR does a good job. Um, but I, I do I think do that um, that's, that's hard to come by nowadays, don't you, Rachel? I do. I do. Yeah. I, I yeah. like that you mentioned Walter Cronkite because he <laughs> was so straight down the middle. We got yep. the news and he didn't uh, take sides and you really couldn't tell what his opinions were because he didn't uh he didn't let on uh what right. his opinions were right no no emotion in it though he was a mm-hmm. wonderful reporter i'm showing my age Absolutely. because yeah. Yeah, <laughs> he's been gone for so very long but he he was really the prototypical true news reporter he reported the facts and that was that i agree yeah anyway well rachel thanks for your call i want to emphasize the other thing that you said um before we go to george who's been patient also controlling emotions um is one thing that's very difficult but when we start thinking with our emotional center rather than our reasoning center. So the front part of the brain, when we go down to the midbrain, we often will make decisions that we should not. So to learn to try to teach yourself when something begins to make you feel angry or sad or like you need to have a fight or flight, try to do some deep breaths, um, not respond, Um, Don't pick up the phone and tell off the person who perhaps made you upset. Don't jump into a crowd until you you have the facts and you have control of your emotion. I think we'd, we'd all be better off with that one. So that was a great reminder, Rachel. Thank you. Okay, I want to stay on the phones because George has been waiting. George from Braxton. Hi, George. Thanks for calling. Well, we lost George. If he can call us back, that'll be really oh, good. Shoot. Oh, I knew he was. I'm sorry we had you holding so long, George, but please call us back. That's our, our anyone who has some way in on this at 877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. Um, well, let me go a little bit more forward with this. So that Saldini, that same psychologist who um, has done a lot of study on how we are all influenced, um, made a couple of notes about these two main reasons. Um, Popular is good. So following the crowd allows us to function more in a complicated environment, right? Like I mentioned earlier. So a lot of us don't have a lot of time to study up on merchandise and research every single thing 
that's out there, every, you know, advertised item, you, you don't have time to completely um, research that, right? So if it's popular, then it's good. Now, I asked um, you before the last break, what do we look at um, to make a judgment on a product, say? I'll tell you what I do. I look at reviews and ratings, right? I look if, if it has a two star, I'm likely not to buy it. If it has a four and a half star, I'm likely to buy it. I read the reviews sometimes too much and can be very influenced. And I've wondered before if maybe a pretty good product got knocked down by a couple of angry reviews and, you know, now they'll never get to sell their stuff. Maybe. Okay. So that, that popularity. Um, and then the other point that he makes is another reason that um, we are influenced, and we've talked about it almost the whole show, that human beings are social. We've survived because of our, of our ability to band together. So we want to be doing what other people are doing. So popular, popularity, and the social influence, those are, those are two big pieces. All right. I want to go back to the phones. We have Jackie in Etiwamba County. Hi, Jackie. Thanks for calling. Um, hi, Dr. Susan. Um, this topic is so interesting. And um, a week or two ago, I went on my phone to sort of investigate mob mentality, which I think is interchangeable with herd and pack mentality. Right, right. Where, where I live in the country, during the time I've lived here off and on, um, I've been on the receiving end of threats and harassment. And um, I've, uh, and I, that's one reason I went on my phone to investigate just to try to understand what was going on better. And yeah. I think I'm 68 and my value system has evolved through the years. And mm -hmm. at this point in my life, um, I'm in favor of gun control. I eat a plant-based diet, and I'm a little more knowledgeable about environmental concerns than I was when I was younger. And mm -hmm. what would I tell you my life would be easier, Dr. Susan, if I changed my values to fit in with uh, a lot of my neighbors? But um, this is where I, I guess it's a, a yeah. conflict in a way because their values that um, that I I guess I believe strongly in, and so it's hard when you are kind of outside the norm in some ways, a non right. And um, do you have any suggestions about how to get along in a in a place where? And in, in, in many ways, um, you don't fit in to yeah. the norm. Yeah. Jackie, that is, you are bringing up a point that I think is, uh, makes it obvious as to why so many times people don't hold true to their morals and their values is because it is hard. It is difficult to be an outlier. It is difficult to stand up to pressure from other individuals. 
And so I'm so sorry that you've experienced that because it sounds like you're living a wonderful life. And, you know, I, I do not eat a plant-based diet. I, I, I am a carnivore at times, but, but, you know, there's pretty good evidence that there are many good reasons for a plant-based diet. And so I think that you can, you can feel good at that. So here are a couple of suggestions I, I would give you. Um, one, um, I think it's, it's fine to acknowledge another person's um, desires and beliefs. You can say, I acknowledge, I understand that you have your own values and your own feelings, and these are mine, and I respect yours, but I you know, I am going to stand firm to mine and I, I, I have my own personal reasons, but I will not judge you. And I, if we could just get people not to judge each other, then we would be a much better off society. So anyway, I would, I would say that. I would probably not engage. I think one thing that we do sometimes is try to engage in changing individuals' minds. Now, if they're doing something that is hurtful or harmful to others, I do speak out, and I will. I, I think many of you have heard me talk on radio before. I, I remember an incident when I was in grade school that stayed with me forever because I was one of those bystanders where I didn't speak out. And, and I vowed that I'd never let it happen again. And I haven't, I hope. So with that, um, just stay true to who you are um, and, and stay kind. Jackie, you have a very kind voice. I can tell you're a kind individual. And, and so just Stay true to that and try not to engage in an argument. Um, anybody, anybody who would persecute somebody for their beliefs when they're not trying to impart them on others is just wrong. That's all I can say. So I hope stay safe and stay well, and I hope things go well for you, Jackie. Thanks for that call. Um Let's stay on the phones. We've got a couple of people waiting. We have David from Philadelphia. Hi, David. Thanks for calling in. Thank you. Uh, listen, I was I was thinking, you know, uh, maybe what happened with our national national capital, maybe that's a wake up call for us that we need to learn how to either listen to other folks who have these problems, or either protect our capital from it ever happening again. And uh, let me say another thing. Uh, racism has been around for thousands of years, and I don't think we're ever going to get rid of it. I think what we just have to do is learn how to love each other. Great comments, David. You're right. And racism has been around from goodness um, <laughs> as long as you can track history back. Um, thousands and thousands of years, there's always one sect, one group. It's not one ethnic group. Um, many times it, over the years, if you look, it's people of the same color who still, and, and basically the same ethnicity, but still can find differences. 
and caste systems and others, there's there has always been issues. And um, David, you're right. If we could love each other's differences and embrace that different sometimes is, is good, we'd be a better world. Uh, I hope people, our listeners, heard those words and um, that you said. So thanks for calling, David. That was a good message. Uh, I'd like to say uh, my, my father, he had a big family, and we were we weren't dirt poor, but we were poor, so poor. A truck had to come by, and a uh, a truck a truck had to come by our house and give us commodities, the old commodities. And we lived right next door in Meridian, Mississippi, to what was called the quarters, or nothing but black folks lived. So we were extremely poor. And yes, we even there, there was even racism because of us being poor because we were considered mm-hmm. white trash. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm so sorry you had to experience that, but yes, that's what I said. That's what I was saying. Even, even it's not always skin color. Um, it's just amazing how people can come up with ways to think that they are better than others. It just is amazing, isn't it? So, well, David, thanks for calling. Um, we have another caller. I want to get to Joe from Mobile, Alabama. Hi, Joe. Thanks for calling. Hi. Thank you for taking my call. Uh, hey, you know, you were talking about um, different products and that uh, you look at a star, what, four stars. Right. You wouldn't buy something with two stars. What if a doctor uh, recommended something to you? What What would you do? Would you say it's a good thing? Oh, isn't that a good question? Well, it depends now. Remember, I'm a physician, and so um, I am one of the, I know, I'll, I'll say this on radio, and you can quote me on this. Every doctor is not always right in everything they say. So it depends on the doctor. It depends on Very what they good. say. I, I'm glad that I, I'm glad that you saw that. That was a trick question because if you remember, <laughs> years ago in magazines, even Life magazine, Time magazine, Newsweek, all of these, you had advertisements for cigarettes, and it usually had what a doctor recommending smoke <laughs> this cigarette. Uh, it, it's good. It, it had been found that it's 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 the greatest thing. <laughs> Remember that? Yeah. Remember those? Oh, yeah. Oh, and, <laughs> yeah. and I will also tell you that back in the day, people were telling women um, when they breastfed to drink beer because it would allow better letdown. And so that's okay, why here's... it's so very important for us all to make sure that you know as much as you can. And, and even when we do, sometimes later on, some new science comes out that shows us that perhaps we weren't completely right. But, um, Joe, yes, thanks for pointing that out. It's important for everyone to try to investigate as best they can. Now, one thing about, I will say about MDs, about about physicians and DOs, doctors of osteopathy, that, you know, you need to look at their ratings. Look at where 
they went to school, look at their board certification, look at everything, not just ratings, but look at the whole individual. Um, and I also think it's important um, if you're looking for good doctor-patient relationship to talk to other people who've been there. Have they had good outcomes? Has their, their office listened to them? I think all of that is very important. So not just herd mentality, not just the most popular or the best looking, but to try to use your own brain and do the best you can. Sometimes popular is good, but sometimes popular is not the right thing to do. Sometimes it's bad. So I would encourage all of our listeners to, to try to be your own scientist, to try to investigate as much as you can. I think one, um, and listen to what one of our callers said before, um, try not to be just overly focused on one source of information, because if you do that, then you create a bias that you cannot get beyond because you're looking at only one set of opinions. So make sure that you, you really do try to look at the broad view of things and you'll be much better off. You'll be less likely to participate in mob mentality that is bad, that is something that you will regret later. And that was perhaps the wrong thing to do. And um, so I just think that, that this is one of those areas in, in our world today that it's, it's important because it's very easy to be overly influenced. Thanks to all of our callers and all of our listeners. This was a great conversation. So if you'd like to hear the show again or any past episodes, you can listen to on our podcast, on your favorite podcast app by searching Southern Remedy, Relatively Speaking. This show is a production of MPB Think Radio and engineered by Michelle McAdoo. I'm Dr. Susan Buckers, and I hope you'll join us next Tuesday at 11 for Relatively Speaking. And stay tuned for NPR's Here and Now. Coming up next right here on MPV Think Radio.